Welcome everybody to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AEW Rampage. This was the Grand Slam episode, taped from Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York. We have Darby Allen and Sting defeating the team of Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Pretty fun opener here. The sending, the ending was Nick Wayne getting on the apron to stop the kill switch from Christian as Darby then rolled up Christian to get the pin. Chris Statlander, Orange Cassidy, and Hook defeated the team of Matt Menard, Angela Parker, and Anna Jay. Jay Kicker tried to get involved at the end, but Cassidy took him out with the Orange Punch. Anna Jay put the Queen Slayer on Cassidy, but Statlander stopped her. As Hook put on the Red Rum on Menard, and Cassidy hit Parker with the Orange Punch for the pen in a fun ending sequence. QTV was with Carly Cameron, doing an impersonation of a hot dog for some reason. Johnny TV talks about them. Um, basically showing footage of QT Marshall in Montreal, and that's where QT's been lately defending his triple odd title all over the world. Johnny then gets a text message from QT who's looking for a tag team partner for next week, and Aaron Solo says it sounds just like him, but Johnny TV says it's gonna be him instead. Don Callis and Kronos get to Keshta come out as a crowd would barely let uh, Callis talk here as Don Callis introduced the newest member of the Don Callis family and Sammy Guevara. Guevara says that he hates Callis. He hated Callis for a long time, but then he realized that Callis was just trying to get Guevara a family. Guevara then cut a heel promo on Chris Jericho and said he is done with the fans and Jericho is dead to him and he doesn't want to see him again as Jericho, of course, comes out. Jericho comes out, attacks Guevara, but Takeshita attacks Jericho from behind. They start double teaming him, hitting chair shots until Kenny Omega makes a surprise return with a lead pipe to save. Jericho. Omega and Jericho had a little face-off as commentary wondered if they were on the same side. Later on, a six-man tag would be made for Wrestle Dream with Jericho, Omega, and Kota Ibushi taking on the Don Callis family. Alex Marvez gets a word with Omega after as Omega says it isn't about saving Jericho but taking care of Callis. It says that he appreciates it and suggests that they unite to take out with the match that I just, I just announced. The Righteous defeated the best friends, the Hardys, and the Kingdom in a four-way tag team match here where the winners get a Ring of Honor tag team title shot against Better Than You Baby at Wrestle Dream that ended up being a handicap match or at least at the time of this recording it is a handicap match with Adam Cole out with an injury. Okay match here, nothing really spectacular. They had a flat finish with Vincent hitting a swanton on Chuck Taylor for the win. That left Queens, the Queens crowd here a little bit uh, baffled here in crickets that the least wanted team probably won. The Kingdom kept attacking the best friends after with chairs. Billy Gunn of the Acclaimed defended the Trials Championship against the Dark Order. Mass Caster's freestyle was going good until he threw in an Aaron Rodgers disc, which upset the crowd a little. Surprising, knowing that Caster's father uh, used to play for the New York Jets. We see Sal and Q from Impractical Jokers in the crowd here. Competitive match throughout. Uno used a title belt at one point, but Caster was able to kick out. Bowens and Caster then double-team Alex Reynolds as Bowens gets the pin. Julia Hart defeated Sky Blue in a pretty good match here to end it with Julia trap- trapping Blue in the Heartless as Blue submitted. She went and put it back on until Willow run- runs out for the save to run off Julia. Mike Santana defeated Bronson of the Irish Savages pretty quickly here after hitting a cannonball in the corner followed by a double underhook into a face buster for the pin. Ortiz comes out after and stares down Santana, but Santana just brushes up against him and walks past him. In the main event for the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championship, Adam Page and the Young Bucks of the Elite, the Hung Bucks here, defeated the Mogul Embassy to become new Ring of Honor Six-Man Tag Champions here, uh, actually holding this title together for the second time as they held it once when they were all part of Bullet Club. Swerve Strickland makes his way down and has a face-off with Hangman, but Cage was going to take out Hangman. Hangman rolls up Cage to get the pin as they win the championships here. This was a two-hour edition of Rampage. We go to Impact Wrestling. This is the second week of the Impact 1000 celebration from White Plains, New York. Uh, if you want a more detailed report, check out PulseWrestling.com as I had a, a live in uh, experience report from that show. We have Before the Impact as MK Ultra defends the Knockouts Tag Team Championships against the Death Dolls and a, a bit of a tough defense here until Masha Slamovich hits a snowplow on Jessica to get the pin and the win. 
Allen Angels wins a Ultimate X match, defeated Rich Swan, Samurai Del Sol, Speedball Mike Bailey, Zachary Wentz, and Ace Austin. Angels unhooks the X as Austin and Bailey were chasing him on the ropes. Angels falls with the X on top of him to win, and after he cuts a promo saying that he won't be wearing the X around his neck for weeks like a dweeb, um, I guess throwing a shot at Kushida, and says that he's going to catch it in next week against Chris Saban for the X Division Championship. Jake Stumping defeated Dirty Dango. They had the old school Fox Box graphics for this match as they showed Chase Stevens of the Naturals backstage judging this match. And then something hit the void for the win after Alpha Bravo failed to interfere. Steve Macklin was cutting a promo backstage against Rhino, but Rhino shows up out of nowhere and gores Macklin through the equipment. Santino Morella shows up and tries to calm Rhino down, and who says that Macklin got what he deserved. Eric Young versus Kenny King was supposed to happen, but it ends in under a minute when Sheldon Jean interferes and causes a disqualification. Uh, Scott Demore was with Young as they had their full Team Canada get up as well. Shark Boy, who's been playing the Deputy Director of Authority for Santino, comes out and makes it a tag match. Team Canada versus King and Sheldon Jean, but this itself ends in seconds when the design runs out to attack Young and Demore, causing another disqualification. Shark Boy then brings out America's Most Wanted to team up with Team Hammer and makes this an eight-man tag match. As America's Most Wanted and Team Canada defeat the design, Kenny King and Sheldon Jean as Demore hits the sky high on Gene, followed by a pod driver from Young for the pin. We see footage from Team 3D from last week talking about their reunion match, and then we go to the results of last week's Feaster Fired match as Dave LaGreca is hosting the segment and asks everyone what they hope to find. Everybody, of course, says title shots, except Crazy Steve, who says that he hopes to see heart, liver, or lungs. Steve opens his first, and it's a digital media title shot. Moose then opens his to show a world title shot. Chris Bay has the world tag team title shot, so the last one is sadly Yu Yurimura, who is fired, and next week they are showing a uh, not a celebration, I guess, but um, a fired uh, event for you. Uh, I'm not sure if this is legit or not, if he's going to be heading over to New Japan, but I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. Josh Alexander defeated Trey Miguel. Zachary Wentz tried to interfere, but Alex Shelley runs out and stops him as Alexander hits the C4 spike on Miguel to get the pin in a pretty good match. Shelley tells Alexander that he mixed his signals as, as he was trying to hurt him, not help him. Alexander then challenges Shelley for the world title at Bound for Glory, which is made official. They also announced that Will Ospreay versus Will versus Mike Bailey will happen at Bound for Glory as well, which should be a really good match. Jonathan Gresham bumped it to Bailey in the locker room as they traded a couple of words and they make a match for themselves next week. John Schuyler was pushing the Rascals on when the good hands were going to get a title bat, a title shot after they were helping him out for weeks, but the ABC walks in and says that they got the next shot since Chris Bay has the briefcase. Schuyler gets in their face and has the Rascals, says the Rascals are going to watch his back, but when he turns around, the Rascals have left. Main event here, 10 knockout tag team match here as Awesome Kong, Gail Kim, Mickey James, Jordan Grace, and Trinity with Raisha Saeed in their corner defeated Tasha Steeles, Giselle Evans, Savannah Evans, Deanna Perrazzo, and Angelina Love who had Velvet Sky as well as Jay Vidal in their corner. The final spot was Gail Kim taking out everybody in the outside with a top rope dive as Kong hit Shaw with the implant buster for the win. The beautiful people then put a brown paper bag on Jay Vidal as Mickey James had her eye on Trinity's title as they were all having their hands raised at the end celebrating. So a nice little reunion match here for people that haven't seen uh, Austin Kong in a while, as well as the beautiful people, and uh, Gail Kim, of course. We go to ROH on Honor Club. Katsuyura Shibata defends a pure championship against Nick Wayne. Jerry Lynn, Jimmy Jacobs, and Dalton Castle with the judges. Very good match here with Shibata catching the Wayne's World attempt into a sleeper that hitting the PK for the win. Diamante defeated Katie Bright extremely quickly here after hitting a spinning neckbreaker. Lee Moriarty defeated Lee Johnson the Battle of the Lees. Moriarty gets the pen after hitting the Leg Larry and a pretty good matchup here as Moriarty is now with Shane Taylor Promotions. We see Athena giving a minion-like training to Lexi Nair and Billy, uh, Billy Starks here done like an 80s movie montage with the inspirational music in the background and everything as they're uh, working out trying to get in shape to be a minion pretty funny here we get some cameos from shane taylor the renegades and willow nightingale that gave us a little bit of comedy 
Mercedes Martinez defeated Trisha Dora by submission with the Brass City Sleeper. Diavante comes out with Mercedes as they are continuing to solidify their new partnership. Athena defends the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship against a returning Angelina Love. Athena and her full minion and training coach gear still for this match. Uh, Angelina's Honor Club debut in her first Ring of Honor match since 2021, coming straight off the Impact 1000 show. Billy Starks distracts Love a little bit as Athena follows this with a move hitting her knees to the face to get the pen. Willow Nightingale, Kira Hogan, and Sky Blue defeated Layla Hirsch in the Renegades. Maria Cadellis watches Layla in this match. Fast movement match here until Sky Blue hits the code blue on Charlotte's Renegade for the win. Ethan Page defeated VSK. VSK has now shedded the Jeeves K gimmick as Ian Riccomani calls him a former member of the Trustbusters. So I guess with Sunny Kiss, uh, gone and even Parker Boudreaux kind of missing here. It looks like the Trustbusters might be over. Paige makes quick work of VSK hitting a slingshot cutter for the pen. Gravity, Metalik, and Eo de Vikingo defeated Tony Nese and Helico and Serpentico. Nice showcase for all these men, but especially the Luchadors as Metalik hits a senton from the ropes on Nese for the pen. Ethan Page cut a good promo backstage talking about getting his groove back, and now he's going to be going after gold. Action Andretti and Darius Martin defeated the new team of Garrison and Cole Carter, who Maria Canales have put together here. Garrison kept getting upset at Maria and Carter for trying to cheat during this match, but Andretti finishes Carter with a springboard 450 for the pen, so this tag team might not last too much longer. And then a Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championship match, as this was taped before the Rampage Grand Slam. But the Mogul Embassy defended against the Infantry and Willie Mack as they hit the Gates of Agony, hit the Open the Gates on Mack as Cage gets the pen. Uh, there were also headlining these tapings with Alex Abrahantis versus Mark Sterling, which was a little bit interesting watching, but it looks like this might have been just for the live crowd as it didn't air as part of the show. MLW Fusion, the show starts with the Second Gear crew and Jimmy Lloyd, as Lloyd says he, that he's here in MLW to be with his boys. But his mind is on Akira, and he's here to take his middleweight championship. Ichiban defeated Nolo Kitano in what feels like a House of Glory showcase match here, as these are two regulars that I always see at those shows. Good opener here until Ichiban catches Kitano into the Ichiban Kai to get the win. We see Sam Adonis trying to make his way to the ring for a match, but he gets taken out and kidnapped by the Azteca henchmen, who haven't been seen in a while. As commentary wonders if this is something that Selena De La Renta might be behind. We have the Sessions by St. Uh, Laurent special here, as Mr. St. Laurent introduces this week's guest in Becca. Becca talks Talks about the rumors of Dummy Exo not being able to stand toe-to-toe with her. So she is out. And they even talk about Exo having plastic surgery and being afraid to show her new face. Obviously, I don't think any of this is true. We get a video from Don King who talks about putting pen to paper as Alice Kane will now defend the MLW World Heavyweight Championship against David Boy Smith Jr. at Slaughterhouse. Yes, this is actually a video of Don King. Jesus Rodriguez uh, bumps into Court Bauer backstage and tells him to stop ducking Selena Del Rento's calls. Mance Warner interrupts him and shows blueprints to a Chamber of Horrors match that he wants to do for Slaughterhouse house there's also a breaking news segment that microman is now missing oh no love doug defeated little guido becca comes off a commentary for this match as doug brings out a heart-shaped cake for her guido tries to use a guitar that was ringside but it backfired as guido dodged it and smashed the guitar into guido's face Sorry, Doug dodged it as the guitar went into Guido's face and has a running clothesline to get the pin. Doug tried to give the cake to Becca after, but she just smashed it in his face instead. Of course, that's what you do with cakes in wrestling. We go to Selena Dorenta, who has a bag on her table and says that at, it's a little bag that's actually moving and making noises. So I guess um, we're trying where it's insinuated that Microman is in this bag as Selena tells the bag to shut up and that she will send this sack of shit back to Mexico and says, adios, Microman. So I wonder if this is how they're writing off Microman. They even possibly wrote off Sam Adonis earlier as uh, MLW tends to like to do these type of segments when they read off of characters. The main event here was Akira versus Matthew Justice, which ended in a known contest when the calling kept interfering. Ricky Shane Page and Cannonball came out to stop Jimmy Lloyd, but the rest of the second gear crew runs out for the save. RSP and one man and one call Manders fight in the back as RSP jumps in- onto him from a table from a ladder onto a table to end the show. 
We go to Women of Wrestling Superheroes. Princess Aussie defeated Holly Dead after hitting the cutter from down under, followed by the frog splash. Uh, to get the pin in a pretty good opener here, Candy Crush defeated the debuting Katarina Jinx. Uh, so she's literally a cat. Like, she looks like one of the cats from the movie Cats, but she kind of talks and acts like Catwoman. Uh, as far as what I was able to gather, she does not have any wrestling experience, and it looks like to have done some stunt work in the past. But good showing for her in her first match here as Crush hits the angle slam to get the pin. Coach Campanelli defeated BK Rhythm. Ariel Sky was in Coach's corner while Gigi Gianni was with BK. Commentary kept bringing up how they haven't seen Randy Rotra and don't know her whereabouts. They should probably check the WWE Performance Center. Coach hits the unprettier that she calls the buzzer beater to get the pin. Gigi and BK kept attacking Coach after the match, but Ariel was too busy on her phone to help, which got which got Coach mad, obviously. And the main event here for the Tag Team Championships, the Tonga Twins defeated Las Banditas pretty easily and quickly after hitting the Tonga Twist. Miami Sweet Heat joins Las Banditas after in the ring to beat down the Tonga Twins until the Mother Truckers come out for the save to end the show. On NWA Power, we have a TV title qualifying four-way match as Mims defeated Blake Troop, Chris Adonis, and Jordan Clearwater at the hit of the Big Strong Slam on Troop for the win. And he will face Zicky Dice to determine the new television champion. Camille defeated Maddie after ducking a reality check and hitting the Spear for the win. Daisy Kill and Talos defend the U.S. Tag Team Championship against the Brothers of Construction. The Clowns had the match won until a rebellion and Vampiro runs out and knock Rufo the Clown off the top rope as Daisy gets on top of him for the pen. Brady Pierce get, uh, was interviewed backstage, and he tells Rolando Freeman to leave his brother Rush and come join him. We have EC3 defending the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship against Jay Bradley. Good showing from Bradley here, but EC3 hits the one percenter and puts on the purpose as Bradley taps out. And Blunt Force Trauma defends the Tag Team Championship against Knox and Murdoch by disqualification after Aaron Stevens tosses a chair inside for BFT to use, but instead the referee catches Mike Knox using it and DQs him. On NXT Level Up, Ivy Nile defeated Izzy Dame in a pretty good opener here that saw Ivy reverse her way out and trap on the Dragon Sleeper as Izzy taps out. Luca Crucifino defeated Ikemen Jiro. Cru- uh, Crucifino did an interview before the match with Kelly Kincaid where she talked about Jiro's jacket and Kelly's outfits both should be against the law. Finish came with Luca taking off Jiro's jacket and tossing it into the face which causes a distraction as he rolls up Jiro for the pen. And what ended up being Jiro's last match as he was part of the recent cuts in WWE. And it, this is the final Global Heritage Invitational match in Group A as Axiom defeated Charlie Dempsey. Fantastic matchup here. Axiom gets the win after hitting a golden ratio to get two more points ending at three in Group A. And on WWE main event Nikki Cross defeated Indy Hartwell after hitting a top rope crossbody, and Tegan Knox defeated Zia Lee. Uh, Knox gets a rare victory here after hitting a shiny wizard out of nowhere in a very competitive match from these two. We also had 10 episodes of WWE Superstars from December 1996 all the way to February 1997 that were added to WWE Network as well as Peacock. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. <laughs>